Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm Allie Wolf, an Emmy winning journalist and mom. I love interviewing women and experts who inspire us to create fulfilling lives and careers while embracing the messy and beautiful reality of being a mom. This is the Mom's Calling Podcast. You need to share your unique story, why you got started, why you do what you do today, what made you who you are, because you've got one chance to make an impression on someone the first time they see you. Welcome back to the show. I love that message you just heard from my guest this week. On the surface, this is a conversation about branding, photography, business, and entrepreneurship, but really it goes a lot deeper than that. More on that in just a second, but you are going to love my guest today. In fact, I did too. I think you'll feel it too because Nicole is open, relatable, sharp, and full of really great advice. Okay, let me introduce her. Nicole Anderson is a Nashville-based brand photographer for female entrepreneurs. She also hosts masterminds and coaches other photographers. Nicole has been in the field for 12 years. She's married to an Englishman and is the mom of two kids and two fur babies. So you hear a lot about the importance of finding your niche in a specific industry. And Nicole tried every niche possible in photography before landing on hers. Her business is called Nicole Branderson. And she talks about why she believes it's so important to brand yourself and not your business. She also talks about how to differentiate yourself online and on social media, the dangers of working for free, secrets to creating scroll-stopping images on social media. Nicole also opens up about her loss of identity after becoming a mother, something a lot of us feel, and also the moment she had to step up when her family faced a hard time. Another thing I really love about this conversation is that at the end, you'll hear we get into the importance of rest. I think this is essential, especially in a time when hustle culture is glamorized. I think we need to prioritize rest just as much. Glamorize that. We all need to kick back and recharge, especially us moms. So on that note, kick back and get comfortable with this episode. We're going to get started with Nicole's background. She says she's always craved creativity and wanted to make art in some way. In high school, she found photography. An actual darkroom class, which we don't really use anymore, do we? Later, she got a real camera and started working professionally. When I had kids is when I really was like, oh, I'm going to photograph kids. I love photographing kids. She admits. When I look back at them, they're, oh my God, they're horrible. They are absolutely horrible. It wasn't the strongest start. We all start somewhere, right? But she persisted. Since then, I've tried every single possible niche that you could really try in photography. I've I've done it all. I have done it all. (laughs) I literally tried weddings. I tried newborns. I tried families. I I tried kids. Boudoir. I had a very successful boudoir brand for about three years. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting because I think that no matter what you're doing, if you're making any sort of content or having anything, they say, have a niche. Why Mm -hmm. is that important? And then how did you land on yours? So for me, Picking a niche was more about figuring out who I'm talking to and who I'm solving a problem for so I can speak directly to them. When you own a business, you you need your messaging to be very specific. When it's not, you're talking to no one. You can't do everything for everybody. The only thing that stuck around the whole time was brands. So I would do headshots. I would do brand photography, which are two different things, by the way. Three years ago, I woke up and I was like, 
Yeah, I'm going to really specialize. I'm going to specialize. I'm going to hone in on this niche and I'm going to own that market instead of being an every person photographer. Yeah, I think it's great what you have done. You photograph a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, but you also have done a really good job at kind of marketing yourself and doing that for yourself and really viewing yourself as also a business owner. And I hope you can talk about that. Like, when did you shift that in your head from I'm a photographer and, you know, I photograph kids to this is my business and I have a very specific person that I'm targeting and taking it very seriously? I think the personal brand aspect of it is I'm branding myself. I'm not selling what I do. I'm selling myself because within 10 miles of me, there's probably about 30 brand photographers, at least (laughs) what makes me stand out, what makes me different up until about, I mean, I would say four years ago is when I switched to Nicole Branderson and I would do everything under Nicole Branderson because I branded myself instead of my business. And it has made a massive, massive difference. It's hard to quantify, but it's changed the course of my business completely. Okay. I think that's really interesting because, you know, a lot of moms, maybe they're not all the moms listening might not be photographers, but they might be wanting to start a business, whether it is a stationary company or a podcast, who knows why use a name you kind of touched on it, but like, what is that difference? And maybe you can also get into really like, how can people think about what a brand is versus my shop or my business? Well, first of all, by branding yourself, you give yourself the flexibility to change your mind. <laughs> Which, mm. if, you're, if you're like me, I change my mind a lot. I am, I call myself an idea person. I, every other day I have a new idea of something I can do. But the beauty of that is that Nicole Branderson doesn't have to just be brand photography. I could also help other brand photographers. I could also do masterminds, content masterminds, which, which are things that I do. So I can put all these things under this brand. It's still the same niche, but it's me. And I honestly think that it's a game changer. Whether you are starting off doing, like you said, if you want to do a stationary business, if you want to, I mean, I even tell direct sales women, brand yourself, use that to your advantage. You're the only person that can do what you're doing like you do it. Mm. And it's the only way, in my opinion, to set yourself apart. Like Before we started the recording, you even said you thought my name was Nicole Branderson. And I can't tell you how many times I've been called Mrs. Branderson or hi, Nicole, this is Nicole Branderson. I'm like, "Eh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine. That means I'm doing something correctly. Yeah, that is a really cool lesson. And so working with so many entrepreneurs, what do you see as a key to success? Is it the photo or is there something else that helps make you stand out? Because I think especially if you're marketing yourself online, it is so hard to differentiate yourself because the internet is advanced now. There's probably like you said, so many people like you in your area, but the internet, you see people from everywhere. So how do you stand out? What is it? Is it just a photo or is it something else? Yeah, it's a, it's a doozy out there. And and I know for, I mean, I know when I started my business, Facebook wasn't really a thing. I didn't get an Instagram until well after everyone got an Instagram. So I can only imagine starting your business now or like the past three years and looking at just that the vastness of everything around you and how how saturated it is. And standing out is one of those things that people stress about. And to that, I say you need to share your unique story. 
And whether that is why you got started, why you do what you do today, whatever it is, what made you who you are and how can you tell people about that, but also show them at the same time. And that's why when I said in the beginning that headshots and brand photography are two different things, headshots show what a person looks like, but brand photography should show who you are because you've got one chance to make an impression on someone the first time they see you. And if you go onto somebody's Instagram page and you're like, wait a second, who who is this? What are, what are they doing? I don't understand. You're not going to really go further. And that's why I, I try to create the images that are scroll stoppers. I call them. You have to, if so, if somebody looks at your page and they see your photo and it doesn't appeal to them, they're going to scroll past it. And you just wasted so much time creating a caption that you thought was perfect and everybody's going to love it and blah, blah, you know, all of that. If you don't stop them with that, the visual, you wasted your time. You've got to show who you are because that's what people are interested in. They want to connect with other people. They want to buy from other people. Okay. So I love an example. I love the scroll stopper. That is catchy, but can you give an example of one? And like, we probably all know because everybody's scrolling on their phones all the time, but what, what is a good example? Like what can people think about, say, if they're trying to do their own photos or maybe they're going to hire you and they want to keep that in mind when they're doing their photos? First thing I say is don't take photos that look like you are in a cave. <laughs> or the basement. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a basement, natural light, just something that is visually pleasing to people's eyes. Like people are going to automatically scroll past darker photos, things that aren't really like eye catching, bold colors catch eyes. People love babies. People love kids. You know, there's, but again, it all depends on who you're targeting. So the important thing to know to create a scroll stopping image for your business, for your brand is to know exactly who you're talking to and what they're looking for. So I'm just going to throw something out there. Say you're targeting single men in their thirties. Are you going to post pictures of kids? No, you're not because they're not going to stop for that. Mm -hmm. So knowing who you're talking to is the most important part of it, because even if you create the best image in the whole world that everyone loves, you need your person, your audience to love it, or you're not going to sell to them. Okay. Got it. So first of all, don't be in a cave, make it bright and look pretty, (laughs) something cute, and then appeal to who your audience is. I like that. That's like three easy things that we can remember. I don't know about you, but winter is taking its toll on my skin and no one wants to feel dry and dehydrated. But I have a solution for you. The Way Melrose Place Body Cream will quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling silky smooth. That is what we want. High quality nourishing ingredients will provide hydration that'll prevent dry and icky skin this winter and really all year long. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That is 15% off your whole order at theway.com, and use the code BELIEVE. talk about when you became a mother because I find that a lot of women I speak to have a shift and something pivots and things change when you become a mom. So how did becoming a mother 
affect you and your business? Uh, it affected basically everything. <laughs> the sad thing is, is that a lot of women, when they first have kids, if your friends around you don't have little kids or people that you don't belong to a community, you don't necessarily think that what you're going through is normal. And the biggest thing that happened when I became a mom was that's who I was. And that was it. I got to the point where my marriage suffered because I was putting my children first, which I know that sounds terrible to say, but the first time somebody told me that you need to put your husband or your spouse ahead of your children and love that person more. I was like, no, I can't love anybody more than my kids. And then I realized why they said that is you're the foundation. You're, you're the example for the kids. So my marriage suffered. My business suffered because I was like, this is all my focus right now. My attention is all on that, all on this child, this baby who needs me. And I had Basically, every identity that I had before I had kids was gone. I didn't even feel like a woman anymore either. I was just like, I'm a mom. That's what I am. That's all I'm ever going to be. And that's it. And that was my biggest struggle when I had him. And it got a little bit worse when I had my daughter because they're pretty close in age, not on purpose, but (laughs) it happens. But the identity thing was the biggest thing for me. I I completely lost it completely. It was gone. Yeah. And it's, you know, you mentioned we were talking about this before we hit record. And, and I told you that was part of the inspiration for this podcast is that I felt such a shift and I needed to figure out who I am again. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was the only one. And you said the same thing. And so I just think it's so important that we all talk about it because I think everybody feels this way. And we've all or maybe historically women have kind of struggled in silence or not pursued those ambitions. So how did you build yourself back up again? Cause talking to you and looking at you, you are strong and you have your stuff together. So how did you, figure- <laughs> I don't know who you've been talking, no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you figured it, it out. So yeah. how, how was it for you? Was it a process or was it something that switched for you? So I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of shoved into it. I was forced into to growing up and figuring out who I was again, because when our daughter was five weeks old, my husband unexpectedly lost his job and he was the, he was the breadwinner. He made all the money. I just did photography for fun here and there, charged for it, whatever I wanted. When that happened, I was like, okay, hold up. <laughs> I've got to take on another thing. I'm not by myself anymore. Like these kids need me to step up and do something extra. (laughs) And I have to be more than a mom. I have to figure out what that is. So I stepped into photography, like full force. I, I was shoved into it. And when I say I was shoved into it, I was literally shoved into it. We were blindsided. We had no clue he was going to lose his job. And he was out for 19 months, 19 months, 19. Yes. I said 19. (laughs) And it was probably the roughest period. I hope that I will ever experience because it was it was terrible. My husband went into a deep depression. He was asleep all day, awake all night. Like I was terrified. I was going to find him dead when I came home every single day. I have anxiety now because of it, PTSD, anxiety. And it was basically me just having to figure it out. And I was forced into it. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for it because 
that was the period of time that I was like, all right, maybe I can make it as a photographer. And I did. And I kept our house afloat until he found another job and I was killing it. But at the same time, I was taking everything that I could. I was taking every job that that I could, whether it was something that I enjoyed doing or not. So it was one of those periods of time that really I credit to having taught me what I do like to do and what I don't like to do. That's when I grew up. 2014, um, guys, that's when I grew up. Wow. <laughs> the first time ever. But it was, yeah, it was a time. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, I think that reminds me, I don't know if this is cheesy to bring up a quote, but it reminds me of the quote that you don't know how strong a woman is until you put her in hot water. And that yep. was that's what you went through. And so what did you learn? Did you learn about yourself that you are a really badass entrepreneur or what did oh, you yeah. learn through that? <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, um, okay. This was the first time I was ever proud of myself for what I did. Like he was even well enough to watch our children while I worked. So I relied on everybody around me. I, I learned to ask for help, which I never, never did before. <laughs> I wanted to do everything myself, which is like a lot of women I know as well. And I learned so much about my capabilities and what I'm capable of doing if I really set my mind to it, which was super important. It took me until I was 30 actually to be the woman that I knew I was going to be like, I, I became a photographer at that time, but I didn't really truthfully feel like I became an actual woman of, you know, a person myself outside of a mom and a wife and a photographer until I was 30. Mm -hmm. So I've learned a lot in that decade. <laughs> that was a yeah. decade. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And what an experience and yeah, made you, made you stronger. And so I was right. You are strong and capable and have it figured out. I mean, of course we don't always have it figured out in the moment, oh, yeah. but, um, and okay. So there's something that you wrote, um, or posted on Instagram about doing, you wrote about doing freebie shoots, but I think this really mm -hmm. relates to women who want to say yes and want to be helpful and, say yes when asked to do something. And I think that can lead to us working for free. Mm -hmm. And so speak on this. And what is your advice for maybe those women in their 20s who haven't been through the hard stuff yet on, you know, how do you handle that when somebody asks you to do work for free or for like peanuts? Well, my advice is that popular quote, no is a complete sentence. And it's very hard to say no. It's very hard to learn to say no, because boundaries are the hardest thing that I've ever had to learn in personal life, business life, just life in general. Boundaries are a hard thing. They take time. They take you getting hurt and being pissed off for you to actually grow into that and, and figure that out, figure out what your boundaries are. So no is always... And that's always a gut feeling for me. And I, and I feel like, I hope it is for most women, because that's one of those things that you kind of need, <laughs> but I can't afford to not have a what's in it, what's in it for me lifestyle. And that sounds so selfish, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I need to know that the steps that I'm taking are going to propel me in the direction I want to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years, the decisions I make now affect those that, you know, where I want to be. So anytime I'm asked to do something, I look at it and I say, is this going to help me or is it a distraction? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of distractions. 
you don't need to work for free and you don't need to do things that you don't like to do just because you want to be friends with somebody. If you truly think that you're going to have a connection and you're going to maybe make money in the future, make connections or network in the future, then absolutely. But I can count on my hands the number of times I've made money from a free shoot and it's zero times. (laughs) I never made money from a free shoot. But you know, if you're going to do something for free, you have to be getting something out of it, whether it's money or a connection or something for your future. You don't have to work for free. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that there's a fine line there. And maybe it comes with experience of knowing that sometimes relationships are important and you do a favor for somebody, they do it for you. Mm -hmm. But other times people are just going to try to use you. And so I guess... That leads me to the question of, do you think that you need to live through these experiences? Like, for example, when you were starting out, if you were to do it again or give advice to a young photographer who wants a business like yours, would you say, go try everything and see what you like and see what sticks? Or do you think it's better to start with the niche and just go narrow to start? So what I do with my... Because I I coach new photographers. That's my thing. And my most recent client, that's exactly what I did with her. I was like, tell me what you like to do. Think about it. Maybe try a couple things, see what you like. And she did that. She through the process of elimination, she realized, yeah, I don't like shooting newborns. It kind of sucks, <laughs> which it's work. It's hard work. And it's not, if you're not really into it, it's going to show. So I, I truthfully think that in order to know something's a no for you, sometimes you have to try it. Mm -hmm. But that being said, if somebody says, will you do this? And you're like, I don't really want to, do you do it? Or do you see if you would like it? You just don't feel like doing it. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do I try it? No, I think it's really tough. And I think it's something I think about a lot. Like you're a creative person and you have to think about what I think about it as what energizes you. And of course, there's things that you do that you don't like doing, but it's like you have to find that piece that makes it all worth it. Right. So can it really be explained or is it just sort of like you just know it when you find it? I I feel like I knew it when I found it. I feel like there was a reason that despite all of the different things I tried, I still always came back to brand photography and working with business owners. It's partly strategy, I would think. Like You're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what do I really like to do? Because the fact that people are expected to know what they want to do when they're 18 and they're out of school is like, it makes me, it blows my mind. It's like, I didn't know, Same. I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I was 30. So <laughs> you're asking these poor children, they're children still mm-hmm. to figure out what they want to do. And sometimes you just have to try things. But again, your gut really tells you. And I think as women, a lot of the times we don't listen to our gut when we're young, we we have to learn that. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge thing. It's there for a reason. It's like that fight or flight. Right. Yes. And I think it's so true with what you said that, you know, I remember being in high school and there's the messaging being follow your passion or find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, yeah, I found something I loved and I worked my butt off for many days and then it I worked so hard that it became not fun anymore. And so I think it's, it can be very hard to find your way. And I think that you're a great example of, even though you knew photography, you had to find your way within that. And I think that it's okay for people to take the time, right? Absolutely. 
and brand oh. yourself. Cause then if you brand yourself, you can change your mind a million times <laughs> and use your name. Yeah. Use your name. Important than peace of mind, nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all of the threats you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next gen encryption to make sure everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system, for, to give you peace of mind while you're online and with all of the threats you face today on the internet it is and plans start at under four dollars a month vpn you can get exclusive nordvpn deal go to nordvpn.com slash believe activity most servers and next gen encryption to make sure everything you do online stays secure nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord 30-day money-back guarantee under $4 a month. So I wanted to ask you that because you and I are both new to Nashville and you're in a new city and you have to see people face-to-face. You can't take the picture of somebody or a business that is remote. So how do you find clients or people to work with? You know, what is that like when for somebody who's new or who's relocating, is there a strategy behind that, that how you found that works really well? I built my business up in a whole different place, 2000 miles away for 12 years. And then I finally was like, "Eh, you know what, I'm going to move it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was terrifying for a while. I will, I will admit that I was terrified. I was like, how am I going to start over? I've got to start over completely. I've got to do all this and this and this and this, because I knew at that point what it took to build a brand. And I was psyching myself that out that I was going to have to start over when really all that it took was me switching my mindset to I'm not starting over, I'm starting new because I have all of this stuff. I have all the experience. I have the photos. I just had to do the work connecting with people. And so when I knew that we were moving to Tennessee, I was like, all right, I'm going to join these groups. I joined every local business group that I could possibly find, found other people that were looking for the same thing, talk to people, just talk, talk, talk to people. And that's that was the key because by the time I got here, I was already working by June. We moved in May 20th and I had a shoot on June 4th. And I credit my ability to just do that ahead of time. Like I planned for it. I strategized for it because I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't have a lag. I love working. And it wasn't, it, I didn't need to work because my husband works, but I love what I do. So I was like, I don't want any lag. I want to work immediately. So I met people, joined groups, Facebook groups have been just like, I can't even insane. (laughs) And I started using hashtags for Nashville. I started uh, following other Nashville brands and reaching out to them on Instagram. You have every tool at your fingertips nowadays. Like you have so much that you could do. And a lot of people just freeze because it seems like it's too much. 
but yeah. I'm here to tell you it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's incredible. And I think that you're so right that we talked earlier about how it's so hard to set yourself apart on the internet. But then the other side of that is that there's a beautiful thing where you just join local groups, whether it be Facebook or Instagram hashtags or whatever it is. And then people are posting about what they're looking for and they might be looking for you. And that's such a great example of that. I love something that you wrote to me and I quoted it. I wrote it down. Don't give up on yourself. You can be your best friend or your worst enemy. It's your choice. I love that because it kind of taps into your mindset. And if you're going to believe in yourself or if you're going to kind of bring yourself down. So I'd love it if you can talk about your thoughts on on that quote that you said. I, I was my worst enemy for a long time. I remember somebody told me, they sent me a quote too, because I love quotes. Yeah. I think they're so just so relatable and shareable. But my friend sent me something that said, if you spoke to your friend the way you speak to yourself, would they still be your friend? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and that was when the light bulb went off. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm going to start believing in myself and speaking nicely to myself now. And mindset is something that people look at. Some people look at as like, oh, that's woo-woo. It makes all the difference. How you speak to yourself, how you, how you carry yourself, how you connect with other people, how to be, you know, being authentically you instead of being who you think other people want you to be. It makes all the difference to your success. So Stop being mean to yourself. I think about it too, as women, especially, we will lift our friends up when they say something, but then we think it and we just bash ourselves. And so that's, I love that. So, oh, we need to stop doing that. I catch myself still. I think it's really, really hard. Um, It's a learned behavior. Yes. Okay. So now I want to get to the best and worst advice that you hear. And this can be business or mom life. Sleep when the baby sleeps. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) We're like, okay, kids are in bed. It's eight o'clock. I could go to bed or I could sit up until 12 and watch Netflix and guess which one we pick. Because at at some point you need to, this actually feeds into the best advice too, that the worst advice feeds into the best advice. You need to take time for yourself. You need to fill your cup before you try to fix and help everybody else. And, you know, that's hand in hand with, I've got kids that need to be taken care of. I've got a spouse that wants attention as well. I've got this business. I've got all of these things and everybody needs me, but I also need myself. And you have to, have to, have to. I used to feel guilty. And I know a lot of moms do. We feel guilty wanting time for ourselves. It's There's that funny thing that everybody thinks about that's like, oh, well, I'm hiding in the closet with wine because, but, and everyone laughs at it like, ha ha. But it's like, you shouldn't need to hide. You should make that time for yourself. You should be around people who offer for you to have that time. As much as you would make quality time for your spouse or for your friends or for your family, put yourself there too. We have to be on that list or we're going to burn out and die young. <laughs> yeah. Not to be dramatic. No, but for real, it's, it's so, important. it's so, so important. And I think it takes as a mom, my, my daughter's only 16 months old and it really still, I struggle with it when I'm alone and I'm doing something like mindless, like I could be watching something dumb mm-hmm. and it's like, no, you need that as humans. Yes. We need that. Speaking of that, do you have an unwind or self-care type routine? I know some people do it in the morning, some in the afternoon, some at night. What, 
what does it look like for you when you get your free moments from your kids? When my kids go to sleep, that's when the party starts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, my my biggest thing is I wait to take my showers till nighttime. I don't take showers in the morning. I'm a nighttime shower. And I like taking showers at night when nobody is going to potentially ask me for anything. Like That's my biggest thing. You know, moms, we can't even go to the bathroom without somebody asking us for things. And it's true. And it still is true. I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old and I still will knock on the door. I'm like, while I'm in the bathroom, Hey mom, can you, I'm like, guys, (laughs) yeah. So taking showers late at night, that's my favorite thing is just relax. And then obviously binging my favorite shows, Criminal Minds right now. I only have five episodes though left, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm terrified for the end of that. And just really sitting by myself in our room. I don't even invite my husband in most times. I'm like, go work. I'm going to just sit here and watch TV. So you don't complain. (laughs) Yeah. Just chill. Yeah. We all need that. It's so, so important. It's like this hustle culture and everybody feels like they have to be showing how much they're hustling Mm -hmm. when that's great. I'm all about hustling too, but like the relaxation needs to be in there as well because you will burn out as you said. Yeah. You have to have that balance. The hustle culture, I feel like it is, that's a whole nother thing. Like the Gary V kind of, push that into our faces, but Mm -hmm. Gary V has a whole team of people. And you have to realize that hustling at some point needs to be about balance as well, especially if you don't have a team of 20,000 people like he has, like he's got a team, he could write something and somebody will turn it into 10 pieces of content. We don't have that. Most of us don't. So that balance is really important. The rest, I, I had a rest day yesterday. I woke up and I was like, I'm not doing anything today. And I felt it. And then I took that and I did it and I did nothing. I sat on the couch all day and I booked shoots, two of them while sitting on the couch. So the rest period I feel like is just as, or even more important than the work period, especially for moms. We need that. I totally agree. And then you're going to be a more peaceful parent. And then also sometimes your rest day is your catch up day where you're going to organize your schedule or just do things that like administrative small things for your life. And that makes you feel less stressed. At least for me, it's like when I'm organized, clarity is there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So I want to end by letting people know where they can reach you and work with you if they are in Nashville or follow you on social media, all of it. Awesome. So my website is www.nicolebranderson.com just as it's spelled. And my socials are all at Nicole Branderson. But uh, if you are in Nashville, I've got photo shoot and mastermind you could join. I've also got a focus mastermind for anybody that is thinking about or wants to be a better photographer. And that is starting in February. Awesome. So your mastermind, your trainings are in person. They're not virtual. The content mastermind is Nashville. So that's for entrepreneurs that want to create content monthly, which should be all of you. And the focus mastermind is online. That's for photographers only. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a really great conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.